Well, well, here we are. It is, uh, well, I, who knows what day it is. It's uh, May 26th. What do you think about that? It's almost June. We've been at this for a long time. Uh, what are we getting out of it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've been a little bit down on the show the past few days. Um, hello! Happy Hump Day, Dave. I was just saying, been a little down on the show the last few days, like, feeling like uh, maybe, I, uh, maybe I'm done. So, before we know it, I'm going to say hello. Hey, hello, Amy. Greetings to you. Um, greetings to you. Uh, yes, it's Lizard King Day. You're right about that. You're absolutely right about that. There's no denying that. I've got the book ready for action. I can tell you about it. Um, hello, Keith in Florida. Amy, greetings to you in Detroit. Uh, you keep thinking today is Thursday, so to me it's first Thursday again. Well, Rachel, good for you. I was just saying, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the show going forward. I, I feel like uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm a bit. Uh, I'm a bit depressed. Uh, the Lizard King lives. This is about Jim Morrison. I guess he died of a drug overdose in Paris, and he's at Père Lachaise Cemetery. Big controversy. That he even got in there. Um, uh, but uh, and I, that's that's what that's the weirdest thing. Like, how does this drug addict, twenty-seven-year-old rock star, get into Père Lachaise? That's where Oscar Wilde is. I've been to Oscar Wilde's grave, um, and uh, it was interesting. Uh, one political conspiracy theory had it that Morrison was assassinated in a plot masterminded by um, the FBI. J. Edgar Hoover doesn't need that. Uh, doesn't need that Jim Morrison out there stirring up the young people. But then again, Jim Morrison was notoriously not a political rabble rouser. So why would you kill a hippie in leather pants when he's a pleasant distraction? I mean, it's not like he was taking a knee at a football game or anything, for crying out loud. Uh, he was married in a Wiccan ceremony and believed that Indian spirits inhabited his body. Uh, so Jim Morrison, surprise, a little bit of a kook. Not that, you, not that it's kooky to be married in a Wiccan ceremony. I think that's, that's like getting married at Whole Foods to me. But uh, he believed that, uh, well, not even Whole Foods anymore. Here in L.A., it's got to be Erewhon. Whole Foods... I'm talking about Whole Foods before Amazon bought Whole Foods. That's the world we're living in. We're living in a post, uh, post-Amazon post Whole Foods world, which is set. Now they're buying MGM Grand. <sighs> that Jed Bezos wants to stick his uh, finger in all of our pies. Um, so... Uh, so one one theory had it that uh, someone plucked his eyes out with a knife to free his soul. <laughs> Another theory proposed that jilted mistresses in New York killed Morrison via transatlantic wish, witchcraft. How about that? Because transatlantic, because he was in Paris. So these uh, these uh, jilted mistress jil jilted mistress in New York City murdered Jim Morrison by witchcraft. Uh, across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, it's a good story, but uh, good luck proving that in court. Um, he'd often talked about scrapping the burdens of super celebrity celebrity by faking his own death and vanishing into the heart of Africa. Now, I'm not going to vanish into the heart of Africa, but I have thought about not showing up for the show the past few days. Um, but Africa, that seems a bit extreme. I would probably just go to the beach, or maybe I'd be in the shower. 
instead of doing the show. Uh, not Jim Morrison, Africa. Not surprisingly, uh, sightings began soon after Jim Morrison's death, uh, at first in Paris and then in Los Angeles. I don't know if people are seeing Jim Morrison in Africa, but you have to know him to recognize him, so uh, I don't know how famous he was in Africa. That's probably why he wanted to go there, because he, he's not famous there. In 1974, a rumor, rumor mill shifted when Capitol Records released an album called Phantom's Divine Comedy, uh, a band identified as drummer X, bassist Y, and keyboardist Z. How about that? And they sounded eerily like Morrison. I don't know if we can get that on Apple Music. Phantom's Divine, Divine Comedy. I didn't even try. I didn't even try. <laughs> that tells you something about me. Um... Other rumors placed uh, Jim Morrison in Louisiana. Uh, Ray Manzarek was moved to remark at one point, he's the Doors keyboardist, if there's one guy who would have been capable of staging his own death, getting a phony death certificate, or paying off some French doctor and putting 150 pounds of sand into a coffin and <laughs> splitting to some point on this planet, Africa, who knows where, Jim Morrison would have been the guy to pull it off. Who knows if he did pull it off, but he'd be pretty old now, Jim Morrison. I didn't even bother to calculate how old Jim Morrison would be now if he if he figured it out. But uh, that's another that's another shortcoming of just having me to prepare the show. Uh, Morrison's father, Stephen Morrison, had been an admiral in the U.S. Navy. So uh, so there's all kinds of uh, government military conspiracies, uh, French intelligence efforts to assassinate Jim Morrison in Paris. Uh, because of his father was in the Navy. I don't know. Uh, Morrison dabbled in voodoo and voodoo mysticism. I don't know what is the difference between voodoo and voodoo mysticism. I'm not sure. One, is one vegetarian and the other one has meat? Um, uh, so there was a rumor that his, stole, his soul was extracted from his body uh, and his aura was bought and sold and then collected on that fateful day in Paris when he died. Uh, so, Jim Morrison's soul could be kept in a jar somewhere. Um, and then, the, then this goes on to say that maybe what they did was they put Jim Morrison's soul into some other body. I don't know if they genetically engineered this body or just some poor hillbilly in Louisiana got to Jim Morrison's soul installed. Then I guess your soul has to move over when that happens. Uh, and that guy they caught they refer to in here in the uh, sixty greatest conspiracies as JM two. I think that stands for Jim Morrison dose. Uh, claimed to be operating as an intelligence agent's agent for a number uh, of domestic and international groups, including the CIA, NSA, Interpol, Swedish intelligence, and others. Those Swedes are crafty. They are not above stealing the soul one of our beloved drug addicted rock stars and turning it into a super-secret zombie agent on their behalf. You've got to watch out for the Swedes. That accent is is uh, disarming and silly, but uh, they, <laughs> they're they up to some nonsense over there. Don't get me started on what's in the meatballs. Um, although Paula Corson, who is uh, his girlfriend, who was in the room when he died... Uh, took her secret to the grave in 1974 after overdosing on heroin. So uh, Pamela, uh, so so that lends some credibility. The fact that his girlfriend died from a heroin overdose lends some credibility to the fact that maybe Jim Morrison died of a heroin, heroin overdose. But uh, uh, 
They reported that a despondent Morrison found Corson's heroin stash and overdosed himself, perhaps snorting it because he was afraid of needles in the Parisian flat. So this is the most likely explanation that comes at the end. The next morning, Kirsten discovered the corpse and with the help of a close friend, attempted to prevent the, uh, uh, the sort of media circus that had paraded around the drug-related deaths of Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin. So Kirsten uh, and company managed to persuade a French doctor to certify the death as a heart attack, thereby precluding an official autopsy and all the drug drug circus. So, uh, I I don't know about you, but uh, my favorite is that Jim Morrison is he keeps they now we're probably on Jim Morrison five or six as they take his they extract his soul from these elderly Swedish uh, secret service whatever they call the sweet, secret service in Sweden they extract Jim Morrison's soul from these elderly secret service agents as they uh, lose e- efficacy and and. In the Swedish Secret Service, I think elderly elderly is probably, you know, maybe you're lucky to, you get to 40, and they take uh, Jim Morrison's soul out of your body, and they put it in a new, younger Jim Morrison, and then increase the number by one, of course. So Jim Morrison, probably still alive, uh, at least his soul, and he's working as a cop in uh, Sweden. So when you next visit Sweden, take a good, close look at whoever's directing, directing traffic, because it could could be Jim Morrison. Now, there's no reason, I guess, to expect that the person, that the body that they put the soul in would look like Jim Morrison. So it's got to be hard. We need to build some kind of a Jim Morrison indicator. Uh, Maybe what you do is you get your Bluetooth speaker and you hook it up to your uh, Apple iTunes and you play a little bit of Doors music or then what was that other band? uh, Mystery... uh, God, sorry. I lost my place in the book. May, you, you look up that other band if, if you can get Phantom's Divine Comedy uh, you play, play a door song, play some Phantom's Divine Comedy right within earshot of a Swedish cop and see and watch his eyebrows or her eyebrows closely and that's how you can find out if that Swedish cop is actually Jim Morrison there you go I, I didn't think I was into today's show but bam, am I having a good time um <sighs> Let's scroll up here a little bit. Um, yeah, jilted mistresses can be quite dangerous, Dave. You're right about that. Um, Rich, you're in a bathtub. <laughs> Congratulations. Be careful in the bathtub. Uh, that's what, if Jim Morrison was alive today, I think he would say, be careful in the bathtub. Um, and also, watch out for your jilted mistresses where voodoo is concerned. You probably need a voodoo protective hat or, or a feather. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how voodoo works, but... Uh, yeah, Rich, your theory is he died of a drug overdose in Paris. Yeah, that's my theory too. Um, uh, <laughs> Dave, you're saying do the show for the beach. Yeah, maybe that's what's going to happen. Um, Rich, you're saying conspiracy theories are created by people who can't accept the truth, or people who find the truth just a little bit boring. Like, it's isn't it more exciting to believe? That uh, well, who knows what's well, nowadays? We got aliens invading the earth. Well, we don't want to. We don't have time to get into that right now. Um, but uh, there's a lot of aliens in the news lately. Anything in that book about why your cell phone bill is so high, David? Your cell phone bill is high, and I'm not a psychic, but it's because you haven't threatened to leave your cell phone provider. You call them up and tell them about the better deal you found. At, well, I don't know which one you're with, but call up one of the other two 
and see what kind of deal you can get. Then call your one back up, and uh, things are going to change really fast. Um, fun fact, Amy uh, is saying, Elaine Boozler's husband is Bill Siddons. He managed the Doors, and you got to meet him when Elaine performed at Zany's in Chicago. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that about uh, Elaine. Um, Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure that he's. I'm pretty sure he's down with the boring theory of Jim Morrison died in a, in a heroin overdose. Um, could I bump the time back a few hours, and you'll be like uh, 15 Bud Light seltzers in and a lot funnier? Uh, what do you mean bump the time, forward a few hours? Right, Dave. I mean you're saying uh, instead of now it's three o'clock California time, you'd prefer the show started at uh, like 6 p.m. California time, so 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Or uh, I think you're in uh, around Columbus, is that right? Maybe I'm wrong. So two hours difference. Uh, well, it's a consideration. It's a consideration. So also, as uh, I guess promised, um, I looked up these facts about, facts about uh, bearded dragons. Bearded dragons, uh, which is a lizard that, you know, iguanas get very, very big. So I do not recommend you get a pet iguana because eventually that thing is big enough to eat some of your other smaller pets and certainly terrorize them and rain havoc on your furniture but these bearded dragons are between 18 and 22 inches um, and their average weight is just 10 to 18 ounces so they're just, they're about a pound under a pound uh, they're from Australia you can't import them from Australia anymore but we got enough of them over here and bred them before that happened so uh, they're not endangered in Australia or anything. Bearded dragons, they're a dime a dozen, uh, but not literally if you go to the pet store. I don't know what they cost. I didn't bother looking that up either. Uh, semi-arboreal creatures, bearded dragons, sometimes perch on tree branches and fence posts. If you've ever tried that, it's not as easy as it looks, those bearded dragons. They make it easy. <coughs> Today there are eight recognized bearded dragon species, and I always heard that if it's a different species, it can't breed with the other. It can't breed with another species. But I'm not sure that that's what species means in this context. Bearded dragons' names vary per type, but all of them are affectionately tagged as beardies because they're from Australia. Beardies. So right, it doesn't matter. I'd be surprised if. Do you want a beardy to go with your Sammy? Um, that's a beard to go with your sandwich if you're playing along at home. Uh, some interesting facts about bearded dragons. The tail of a bearded dragon tends to grow half of its body length. Now, that's not even a fact. That's just a general observation. It tends to grow half of its body length? <sighs> okay. Predators who feed on beardies include birds of prey, dingoes, and large lizards. So they say they make great pets, but not if you have a dingo. If you have a dingo, uh, you're going you're gonna to have one less beardy, I think. Beardies are ideal pets, as they're easy to care for and are sociable, except, like I said before, the, the dingoes. Bearded dragons tend to develop behaviors like bobbing or waving their heads. Well, I, I looked on another fact about bearded dragons, and it says that they bob their heads or they wave their heads to show um, aggression or dominance or submission, I think. But um, I'm not... I'm not look... I, <laughs> my heart may not complete, be, completely be in today's show. Uh, such... Peculiar behaviors uh, appear during mating season or when they're being territorial. Well, I just I just said that, you know. 
like, let's get it on, is the side to side, and the get the hell out of here, that's your aggression, that's your up and down. Um, and if you're listening to this on the audio version, you really missed some uh, awesome bearded dragon acting that I've done. Both males and females have beards. Uh, a threatened bearded dragon opens its mouth and raises its chin and puffs its beard out to emanate a bigger appearance. <laughs> that big beard can be menacing to potential predators or adversaries. And that's why if you've got a, you know you're going to be fighting, I suggest growing a big, big beard. The more neck you can get involved in your beard, the better. If you're looking to intimidate or just put people off, a nice neck beard, uh, you can't go wrong with that. And some people would just do the neck beard. They'll shave all the way down to the jawline and just just have the neck beard. That, that's a look that says, I'm not interested in you. Most common type uh, kept as a pet is the central bearded dragon. Um, they can be many different colors. Uh, they can change the colors of their beard when they're con com communicating with each, each, each other. Uh, Bearded dragons cannot detach their tails when escaping from predators. That's important to know if you're a bearded dragon and you're thinking about trying to de detach your tail. It doesn't work. You're going to bleed to death. So don't do that. Um, Flavia, you're saying I made an appearance in your dream last night. We had a wonderful conversation. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad. I'm glad that I've come to you in, in your dreams. Um, Dave, your buddy used to ride around with a, on his bike with a bearded dragon on his shoulder. How about that? Um, wow, is, is that YouTube? Is that a video link? Him riding around? I'm gonna I'm gonna tap it just because we have time, uh, and I would like to see uh, what happens. Oh, I see. It's two cats and a bearded dragon. <laughs> well, you see how that bearded dragon is aggressive towards those cats. That's how you gotta be. That's how you gotta be when you're the when you're the prey. Um, uh, Ed, you've been uh, communicating you're getting old with your beard of late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, I'm trying to communicate with somebody who can communicate to me about how to stay young. I'm going to answer a question from the question box since we're here. Um, once again, you know, when I'm at the, before the show starts, I'm thinking of quitting the show forever, and then once the show's going, I can't wait to ask myself a question from the question box. Are you an early bird or a night owl, and what do you enjoy during that golden time? Well, I would have to say I was uh, a night owl uh, for most of my uh, adult life until, uh, until actually very recently. Uh, I mean, the pandemic has turned me into an early bird just because I don't have any shows to do, but the lifestyle of being a stand-up comedian, I would stay up and do the shows when I was at home. Man, before I got married... I'd be up until 3, 4 in the morning, you know, watching crap on uh, whatever you could watch crap on. And then it was DVDs. It wasn't easy to watch crap. Uh, but Or reading books, just staying up, drinking, boozing it up. Uh, didn't know much about Bearded Dragons. Sad. Uh, but then, then, I, then I had a dual uh, existence where I was a night owl when I was on the road doing stand-up, but also sometimes doing stand-up on the road, you have to get up early to do the radio. But now I'm definitely more of an early bird. Uh, I'm getting up at 6 to do jujitsu. I love getting up then and get back home. I'm done back in the car by 8.30 usually, sometimes 9. 
for a 7 a.m. class, and then uh, feel great. I've got the whole day ahead of me. Nobody's around. Today, I went to the noon jujitsu class, and uh, not that I was a late hour last night, but there's no 7 a.m. class on Wednesday. It's actually hard to get up at 6 for that 7 a.m. class. Um, But I went to the gas station to fill up my truck, and I was going to get the car wash, but there was a line of people. Now, one advantage, you get your gas at uh, 8.30 in the morning, there's not a line for the car wash. And I could have got, I could have paid and got the rain check, but I'm going to go back tomorrow. Um, anyway, there's your answer to the early bird night owl question. Um, it's got to be hard to turn off after a show. Ed, yes, it is hard to turn off after a show. And often, I, I was trying to drink myself uh, into a happy state with the other comedians, of course, and quite successfully, oftentimes, we'd go out somewhere, have a few beers, maybe maybe uh, dance with the staff at the restaurant or stay up and watch a movie. And, uh, yeah, it takes a while. You're pretty cranked up after the show. Well, uh, it's now it's time for Seize the Day, believe it or not. It's time for Seize the Day. And I know the show's a little bit shorter, but maybe that's going to be for the better for me for now. A little bit shorter. So let's do Seize the Day. We had our Jim Morrison facts. I read quite a bit today about uh, Cuba and the assassination of Fidel Castro. So that may be one for next week, or who knows, maybe Friday. Who who knows what is, uh, what's what's going to in store for us for next week. So Seize the Day today. Um, sorry, Jen, you totally lost track of time. And it's time to go. It's well, I'm already on seize the day, if you can believe that shizzy. Um, but I get it. you got better things to do. <laughs> I, I, I know what that feels like sometimes. Uh, today's uh, Machona Delwayo. Delwayo. Machona Delwayo. I don't know who that is, but uh, this is what uh, he or she said. Can't even. I don't know what Machona's pronouns are. If a ship is strong, the ocean's tides do not bother it. And you know what? I think even weak ships can withstand the tides. It's the big when a big wave swell is coming in. That's that's when the ships are tricky. Um, <laughs> oh, Jen, it's not that you had nothing to do, something to do. You just you just spaced out. Well, I'm sad about that. I'm sad. Uh, car wash your truck while you can. I assume you can't do such a thing with a camper attached. Well, Ed, no, yeah, I don't think so. But I, I think then I'm then I'm back to uh, when we're washing the truck with a camper on. It's got to be go pull into that big barn thing and just hose it down. You can't wash the top, although there's a ladder to get on top. Anyway, washing the truck with a camper on. Talk about ep- the, an exciting episode of this show. You're not going to believe it. Um, All right, so that's today. We've done the show. Tomorrow, I've got ancient aliens in the Bible. I was just telling my neighbor about the ancient aliens in the Bible, and it it reinvigorated my interest in these ancient aliens. So I'm going to get stuck into this right now in preparation for tomorrow's show. So I'll see you all tomorrow on First Friday or Thursday, as we call it here on the Daily Briefing. Uh, Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Uh, I'm going to try and take care of myself. I'm not giving up. There'll be plenty of time to do that later. Um, Love to love you guys.